When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as the Electric Circus as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. They were the two beasts of the East. But both of those teams are long gone out of the NFC now lease when it involves the Dallas Cowboys getting taken apart by the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. And then the Philadelphia Eagles, they got taken apart on Monday by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Keep weighing in at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which team's head coach could be bounced first? Is it Dallas and Mike McCarthy or Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles? Harry, Eric Green hit us on Twitter. Keep them both and leave the Cowboys and Eagles a mess. So my Giants can rise up in the East. Go Big Blue. Love you guys. I did not realize that Shannon or Devin Kane's relatives were dialing into the show on social media about the New York Giants. Crickets, 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 <laughs> crickets, crickets, cricket, cricket. Ain't no way in the hell. Y'all can keep dreaming. Devin and Shannon. What was my man name that they hit you up on, on Twitter? Oh, that was oh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric. Eric. Eric, Devin and Shannon, y'all keep dreaming. Yeah, it ain't damn happening in 2024. I'm sorry. Hey, dreams can come true. Yeah, you're right. Just not in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Give me a reason. Oh, a reason? Okay, one reason. Your who's your quarterback? Brian Dable. Who's your, cor- who's your quarterback? Two, your Jane quarterback, Daniels? Daniel Jones. Jane Daniels. You're not drafting a quarterback. <laughs> Why not? You're not drafting a quarterback. You sure about that? Positive. I would. Sure I would. About that? I'm 100% sure you're not drafting a quarterback, the New York Giants. Not in the first round, anyway. Drafting. It would make sense, but they're not doing that. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't think I so. Listen, but but Dale, so. did, didn't I tell you before the season started? You, oh my God, man, Danny Dimes. You see the passes that he's making in training camp and the joint practices. Danny Dimes became the big apple dog on turnover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even finish the year. We're was, on the next yeah, year. Yeah, he, he was throwing passes like he was smoking a joint, much less a joint practices. That's sure. how bad he was in the regular season. Show sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> Called like Daddy Puff Puff Jones. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you guys are loving this. <laughs> we are. Hey, you you two you two ain't got nothing to say after you guys joined with Harry Douglas against my Cowboys. I'm not trying to hear that. Hold on, an hour I, I ago you guys were, were brothers in arms against my Cowboys. I'm not trying to hear that now. Freddie, I literally just thought about something. What's Dev, that? the bet for this season. Who who lost that bet? I lost it. You lost it. So let, let the people know. Talk to the people, baby. Absolutely. Tell the people what you have to do now since you lost the bet. Now, now, the bet was which team would win more games between your Falcons and his Giants, right? That was the well, bet. No, 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 no. It, it, was, it was between uh, me, Dev, Evan Wilner, and yeah. also Jason Fitz. Oh, that's so right. So which, whichever team had the worst man, record man, what a, at what, the end of the year. What a box, the, the, what a box of losers. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders, Jets, yeah, this is the biggest Giants, losers club. and Falcons. Oh, my God. What? 
wow. That's like the NIT of the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to buy him a nice steak dinner, but after these teams, we're just going to the calf. Exactly. Come well, hold on. on, hold on, brother dear. But hold on, you you would have bet a bunch of losers. You don't get steak. You get burger. You get cheeseburger. You don't get a steak. So, Dev, I will be in Bristol, Connecticut. Yes, you will. I will be in Bristol, Connecticut, uh-huh. uh, Super Bowl weekend, that Thursday, Friday, and that Saturday. Okay. So, I would like my dinner at that time. Now, do you do you want more time? No. The, cafe- you- the cafeteria's got plenty of options. You want yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see what the schedule is looking like. Man. But see, I'm, a, I'm not even going to go to no, like, five-star restaurant. I, I'm, I'll take Outback. Man. There's an outback right there by the by the. I'm gonna quote Dave Chappelle with the Prince episode. That you don't deserve anything with you and your bunch of flunkies. <laughs> <laughs> my team, Freddy, my team having a field day. A, my team may have lost in the playoffs, but that was the bet among you four losers in the, the Jets, <laughs> no. the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Giants. Wow! Oh my God! All of a sudden, I don't feel that bad being a Cowboys fan after losing to the Packers. Listen, I think you're that. Oh, oh Freddie, one of your Two teams is in that list as well. Okay. Yes, it is. But that's okay, but I'm not part of that bed of losers involving this flunkies going on here. Well, Freddie, just in case you didn't notice, since 1996, that's okay. the Dallas Cowboys have been in that losing category in the playoffs. But when it comes to Messrs. Kane, Wilner, Douglas, <laughs> and Fitz, eh, no way. But then. I want I want out back, Dev. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I'll take you guys out. We'll have a nice time. Take them out back to the cafeteria. <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I know you are. Canes always pay their debts. <laughs> man, that Dev would be right there at ESPN Caf. Grilled cheese with tomatoes and lettuce. That's what he'd be getting. But by the way, I got to give the ESPN cafeteria a lot of credit because oh, oh yeah, absolutely. when I come up to <laughs> the, the Bristol studio, mm-hmm. I find myself eating at the cafeteria, cafeteria way good. more than any place because yeah. the food is so amazing and shout out to the chefs there but it's also very 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 well on my wallet yes it is it's a lot easier that's why Devin if you're smart forget about that Outback take him out back to ESPN Cafeteria He's already said he likes the cafeteria food here, so take him there. Man, I want to go to a juke joint and get me some wings, Dev. You know what kind of juke joint I'm talking about. Uh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. I know exactly I, wait a minute. Uh, you're not going to Bristol, Tennessee. You're coming to Bristol, Tennessee. <laughs> 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 juke joint. We're going to make a trip to New York. Yeah, we, they got them lemon pepper loos. <laughs> we got them lemon pepper loos, baby. Where in Connecticut? Where? Please enlighten me, Shannon. I want to know, know what this place is. That's like seeing a unicorn. Yes, Shannon. Tell us, Shannon. Where can we go? Oh, wow. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> the Eagles. yesterday. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are so – it's like punked up Tuesday here on Freddie and Harry. <laughs> Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. But the Eagles, boy, they feel like they were punked. 10-1 and one start to the season, and then it ended like that. Not just in the regular season, losing the division in NFC East, but then losing like that to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 32-9. to that led Jalen Hurts playing with a bum shoulder, playing with a bum finger, playing with a bum knee, and everybody felt like bumology when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles. He said this about what went wrong down the stretch and last night in the playoffs for him and his used-to-be fly Eagles fly. I think for us this year, I just don't think we've played well enough. Um, we play well enough, you know, and um, the, the, the identity, um, the consistency, um, the execution for us, um, the turnovers, um, everything, all of those come into play when you're talking about um, having an opportunity to, to win championships and um, 
know, it's something that uh, something we have to be able to learn from. You know, something we have to be able to learn from. My biggest answer, well, really my biggest question that's an answer regarding what happened to Philadelphia, Harry, why would you go away from something that made you successful? They had no identity after they were 10-1. and one. They forgot what made them successful last year and when they got to 10-1 and one in the first place. Why are you going away from your identity of running the football? I know your quarterback couldn't do it as much because he was injured and he's playing through injury. But it was a microcosm last night. DeAndre Swift got the ball early. Then they forgot that that guy was on their football team. And the only time he saw the ball was when other people were taking and running the other way for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the message that I would have. That's the question I would have. Why would you get away from something that made you so successful last year and this year when you started the season 10-1 and when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles? What we just heard from Jalen Hurts, I think it's more powerful than – people probably you know think it really is because when you're quarterback of the football team who is definitely one of your leaders um and in in a presser he talks about the things that went wrong and one of the things that he first mentions is the identity mm-hmm. that's massive in my opinion mm-hmm. it really is because that's also an indictment on the coaching staff it really is identity is everything and I think you set the tone and and you know what your identity is going to be in training camp, not when you get and start playing football games. Now, if guys get injured and and they get hurt, then you might have to alter some things at that standpoint, from that standpoint. But in training camp is really where your identity is formed, right? That's when you see teams like the Detroit Lions. and And I remember a speech right now from Dan Campbell talking to his team. Guys, trust me. I love you guys. I'm going to put you guys in the best positions possible. You got to trust me. If I didn't think having these pads on and tackling didn't matter, yeah. then I wouldn't have you in them. But, I, but that's where identities are formed. And coming right. off last year in which they were so dominant and they were so physical, and we knew what the identity was, mm-hmm. and it's a coming to 2023 and that identity be questioned throughout the entire season – it's actually sad, and, but yeah. it's one of the things that caused losing six of the last seven games of the football season. And the reason why you were 10-1 and one and you faltered and you had an opportunity to win the number one seat, you didn't get it. You had a chance to repeat as NFC East champions, and you did not as well because the identity. And then he also talked about consistency. We know through and through, not just sports, but throughout life. If you can't be consistent, how are you going to get to the promised land? How are you going to have an opportunity to thrive and strive, right? right. And then last minute, at least he talked about the turnovers. Jalen Hurts, he had turnovers, but it wasn't just him. It was receivers. It was tight ends. It was running backs. It was everybody across the board amongst that offense. And we're talking about just offensively right now. We're not even talking about defensively. So I thought I thought that message was powerful from Jalen Hurts to mention those things. But the thing that stuck out to me the most mm-hmm. was identity. Yeah, You just said something that triggered when you mentioned the word identity. It seemed that the Eagles stopped fighting for their coach and started fighting each other. I think that's the biggest reason why they had the collapse they did and why what happened last night. Prime example. We can go back to when they played against Tampa Bay in the regular season. And A.J. Brown was clearly unhappy about not getting the football. And he made his protests quite known and he was very demonstrative. And Jalen Hurts like, my bad, my bad, my bad. Trying to calm him down. As they say, dude, we're going to get you the football. But he was not going to have a whole back and forth. But he tried, to, he tried to squash that whole thing when it came to a potential problem. 
to me, a lot of kind of got started right there because A.J. Brown never stopped running his mouth or being demonstrative about trying to get things right in terms of getting him the football. Another, I thought another prime example of that we talk about identity and not fighting for each other or fighting for the coach. Late in the game, Jalen Hurts is on the bench, and Dallas guarded for some godforsaken reason, a guy who can't stay healthy, for some godforsaken reason, was giving Jalen Hurts the business. And Mark, Marcus Mariota came on and said, dude, this is not the time for that. And Jalen Hurts looked at him and said, man, if we, if we weren't in front of these cameras on this sideline, I can bench press about eight human beings. I can bench press your behind out of this building. He just glared at him and said, I know that you are not running your mouth at me in full view of everybody else. You would have never seen that from Philadelphia last year. No, nope. You didn't even see it outside of A.J. Brown when they started 10-1 this year. Even when they were having their troubles down the stretch, you didn't see guys on the sidelines having a little head-knocking kind of moment. To me, that was crystallized last night. You look at every team still around. They represent and fight for their head coach. Houston for D'Amico Ryans. 49ers for Kyle Shanahan. Ravens with, the, with John Harbaugh. Chiefs with Andy Reid. Buffalo Bills a prime example of that. They could have quit on their coach and Sean McDermott, but they weren't going to do that because he never quit on them. I'm not saying Nick Sirianni quit on the Eagles, but whatever that disconnect was, they stopped fighting for each other. They stopped fighting for their head coach. They turned on each other. And I think that's exactly why we saw that Eagles team last night and all of December after they started the season 10-1. and I give you something else when it comes to identity when you view the last game of the year in which they played versus the New York Giants, in which they lost, right? And you have pass rushers. This unit in 2022 led the NFL with, I believe, 70 72 sacks? 72 sacks. 70 plus sacks. Mm-hmm. You have pass rushers, first play of the game, early in that ball game, dropping out in coverage. What in the hell would make you put those guys in coverage that – Played a role in leading the league in sacks the year before prior. Two, two words. Identity. Matt identity. Patricia. Two words. Matt Patricia. But, right it, but it's another testament to identity and what the Philadelphia Eagles weren't in 2023 that led to losing six of the last seven and getting bounced out of the playoffs in the first round and wild card round right. because you had a Tampa Bay Buccaneers that understood their identity. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now what for the Philadelphia Eagles? Because Nick Sirianni, he was asked about his coaching status and Eagles – head coach at least right now and to say he didn't say a lot but said a lot would I guess would be this like I just said to you know like I just said over here I'm not thinking about that I'm thinking about the guys again there's a lot of guys in that locker room all the guys in that locker room every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this I'm not worried about me I'm not I'm worried I'm, I'm not worried I'm, I'm as the head coach I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now you know through a, through a tough time obviously we didn't finish uh, anywhere near we wanted to finish so again my heart feels for these guys, you know, we're all taking it hard, and that's where my mind is right now. Go back to six days before when Pete Carroll was essentially fired by the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll even said, I don't want to leave. I still believe I should be the head coach. But they made a decision. Non-football people made this decision, and I have to live with it now that I'm an advisor. Nick Sirianni had the perfect opportunity to say, I deserve another chance to coach this team. This team is not going to have a better head coach for this team than I'm going to be, no matter what has happened down the stretch. Instead, it's like, you know what, I, I feel for the guys, and you know, it's on me. And it, it's things like he didn't even want to but, fight but for I, his but job. I, but, but I'll say this, and, but I, I love the fact that he actually was thinking about his players in that case. But oh, I, I get it. I 1,000% get what you're saying because you can do both. 
Absolutely. In my opinion, you can speak for the guys in that locker room in which who's been throughout this organization since they first started in years and represent this organization in the proper way mm-hmm. and then say, I feel like I deserve to coach these guys again. Yep. I, I feel like I've earned that right. Like, you know what I mean? You you can stand up for yourself because if you don't stand up for yourself, who, who the hell else going to do it? Well, well, based on what we saw the last month and last night, there won't be a lot of those players in that locker room based on the body language like you mentioned. And not, not having a guy like Jason Kelsey, according to reports, announcing that he's not going to play again, one of the best centers we've seen in the NFL in the last 30, 40 yeah. years. Not having a leader like that in your locker room, a chief lieutenant, it could get a lot dicier in that offseason, whether Nick Sirianni keeps his job or not as Eagles head coach. Rick in Hawaii at 888-729-3776. He wants to weigh in on Sirianni past, present, and future on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Slick Rick, what you got, my friend? Afternoon, guys. You're great. Um, I got to stand up for the crew, though, okay? I'm a Giants fan. This weekend was like Christmas to me, okay? (laughs) I put my tree back. I got a Christmas ham in the oven. (laughs) <laughs> um, that, that being aside, uh, it's got to be Sirianni. And again, I'm going to look at uh, Harry mentioned the last game against the Giants. I'm going to look at the Giants game before that, the only game that the Eagles won in their bad stretch. And they were one play away from losing that game. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Sirianni. Somewhere there's a total disconnect. Uh, and you know, you can just it, you can say it was the uh, assistant coaches, but he's the one. He's the one in charge. It's got to be him. Yeah, they they were lucky to actually win the one game that they did within the last seven games. But Amen. there was something that also stood out to me from Nick Sirianni on January third when he had a pressure right, and you know you, you're trying to figure out what's going on with this Philadelphia Eagles football team, and this was his response right here. I don't give. What we are out there and what our record is or anything, what losing streak or winning streak it goes, we're going to go out there and we're going to work our minds on the detail of what's going on full speed to the snap out there in walkthrough and then high intensity at practice. There's no magic to this. Like, hey, we do this or this or that. Like if we if we knew exactly what it was, we you know, these last couple of weeks, we, we would have done that. So it's about going to work every single day. Yeah. When he said that, that sounded like a last stand kind of statement. If exactly. I could put that out there like, for Nick Sirianni. Like, like you're getting paid mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on with your football team. That's mm-hmm. your job as the head coach. You oversee everything. Yep. So mm-hmm. for you in the media out loud to say, if you knew it would be solved by now, you, yeah. don't, you don't incriminate yourself like that. Yeah. They don't do that. Harry, they have not been the same. Six big Dom got into with Dre Greenlaw, San Look, Francisco, and got kicked off the sidelines. Like my receiver coach I had, Sean Jefferson, he used to tell, I grew up in the ghetto in Jacksonville. I wasn't going back. Uh-uh. Nick Sirianni, don't revert back. Yeah. Don't go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when you really let players know, I've had enough of this foolishness. And if, if you're not going to be out there playing, I'm going to put guys out there that want to do that. And he never right wanted now. to. Yeah. And he never wanted to do that maybe because maybe he lost that locker room. We may never know. Charles in Spokane, Washington, 888-729-3776. Chuck, what you got, my friend? Hey, what's up, you guys? Number one, man, love the show. I uh, love you, you guys. Uh, Appreciate you. That's good stuff. Uh, Harry, like, honestly, like, uh, not to be, not to get caught in too awful, but, man, I had a dream about you one time. Like, we we met somewhere at the bar. You were kicking. I was like, what's up, bro? And, 
it, it tipped me out, bro. It tipped me all the way. I can't. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild, man. You, you have a good vibe to you, man. That's all I'm saying. You have a good vibe. Uh, Appreciate it, man. I, I know I, I know you mean this, Charles, exactly. in, a, in a respectful way. Yeah. We got Devin and Shannon raising eyebrows, but I know you mean it in a respectful way, man. <laughs> so and, I. And, and, I, and I appreciate you, man, you know, you know, dreaming about me, as weird it as it sounds, out, but I appreciate you. Charles probably woke up in a cold sweat and go, Harry Douglas, my dreams. I'm from the South, too. I'm from uh, Southeast Texas, but anyway, uh, I'm going okay. to the, <laughs> get to the point. Sorry. Uh, That's all right. To me, it's got to be Ciani, man, because uh, what got me about him was the time uh, they cut that clip of him uh, – and Jalen Hurts on the sideline, and Jalen Hurts had to calm him down because he's busy talking trash to the other team. Yep. He yep. won the game. And I was like, dude, the coach has to be the adult in the room. If the coach is not the adult in the room, what are we doing? Yep. What, what are we doing? So that, to me, that, that was obviously, that was why I was really suspect of this guy. And so everything else after that just just made it worse. Like, I'm sorry. You you, you can't have that. Those, those fans are better than that. Like, that's, <laughs> that's all to get down on. Well, but yeah, 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 you guys are awesome, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate and, that, Charles. And, and good night, sweet prince. When it comes to Charles, okay? <laughs> have I said too much? Have I gone I'm too I'm so far? sick of y'all. <laughs> no, hey, but man, that's, but he Charles, explained it. I appreciate yeah, you, Charles, I, no, man. I, I appreciate Charles too. But he explained it like you, you, somebody that he would like to hang out with. That shows how what kind of feeling that he has for you and for our show. <laughs> Only good comes out of that, despite oh, the two devil makers over there, known as Shannon uh-huh. Penn and Devin Kane. Up there raising their eyebrows. Man, I appreciate you, Charles, and I appreciate your support, too. But I'll say this, and I believe that happened in the Super Bowl, if I'm correct, right? Because it was against the Kansas City Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. There were a couple of instances where Nick Sirianni was not the adult in the room, and his quarterback had to be. Keep weighing in on Twitter about the Nick Sirianni, Mike McCarthy, should they, should not they be coaches of the Eagles and Cowboys, respectively. Smooth the Hustler says, what's good, fellas? Well, I know what's not, and that's my Eagles. I think Nick will get nicked in Philly. The only way he stays is by getting rid of Matt Patricia and the other D coordinator. And honestly, they need a new OC as well, or that should be it for him. Keep weighing in like that at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776, and on Twitter at HDouglas83, and my handle at Coleman ESPN. So we found the truth about the Cowboys on Sunday and the Eagles on Monday. We also found the truth about Tua Tungabailoa and the Dolphins on Saturday night. We'll tell you what that truth is next if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Harry, is that you? The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungabailoa tells the truth about him on Saturday night when it comes to his future with the Miami Dolphins. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio because he is entering the final year, meaning Tua Tungabailoa, of his rookie deal. The general manager, Chris Greer, by the way, he and Harry had a chance to hang out a couple of times when Harry did a couple of games involving the Dolphins on ESPN radio this past NFL regular season. Greer said, Harry, and I quote, we've stayed in touch with his agent, had good conversations throughout the year, never talked about money or anything, just good conversations about where he is. The goal is to have him here long term playing at a high level. That's always the goal, end quote. But how much truth did Tua tell you about himself? based on what we've seen, not in the regular season, but what we saw when they played against teams that are better than them or on the same level, and he was aight in a lot of those games. Yeah, I, I would say when it comes to the competition and you at the quarterback position, you have to level up your play and, and make sure you're on point, no matter what the circumstances are, right? Because one of the things I think the Miami Dolphins have to understand, and also Tua, being in the AFC, playing in the AFC East, when it comes to playoff football, Freddie, you're going to be outside in the elements. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to figure out how to still be dominant or still, you know, play at a high level in which your your team has an opportunity to win. Right. When the weather's not right. Now, they just had a game in Kansas City, and with the wind chill, it felt like negative 30. Well, when I look at a guy named Patrick Mahomes, and there's no problem with him, then, Tua, I want you to be on that level. Now, I understand Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but if you're going, if you're going to pay a guy a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. I expect you to be great. I don't give a damn what the elements are. Right. That's just my expectation because – what you have shown me the last two years, though, is that, number one, this year you had to remain healthy. You were able to do that. But also that you're accurate with the football. You give your team an opportunity and a chance to win. And they should have won the AFC East. I can't get that Monday night football game out of my head, that loss against the Tennessee Titans. True. But at the same time, Tua has a fifth-year option coming up. And if I'm Chris Greer and company – you, you kind of want to be careful not jumping the gun entirely too early, mm-hmm. but also have in your mind what your price is and what contract that you want to give to a tongue of Aloha and why you want to stand your ground when it comes to that. Because I, I look at the AFC as a conference. We already look at all these young quarterbacks, oh. and then we had two more yep. that, that have just arrived, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at C.J. Stroud, when you look at um, – God, what's my man in Green Bay right now? Jordan Love. Jordan Love and what he was able to do and what his future looks like now. You have more competition now. So can your quarterback elevate you Mm -hmm. enough to where you can contend for a a championship? Right. Here are the quarterbacks, in my opinion, and I don't think this is an opinion not based on the fact, that Tua Tumbalos have to deal with in the next five to seven years, give or take a a year or two. Josh Allen in Buffalo. Lower. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. 
Oh my. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Let there be light. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland because he's going to be better. There's no doubt about that in my mind. C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans. Mm. Anthony, Anthony Richardson, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, no matter having the end of the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're lucky the Eagles collapsed. We'll be talking more about that, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the winnable division. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Potentially Will Levis in Tennessee if they get some weapons around him. That's just the AFC yep. right there. The Raiders may draft a quarterback. They're going to need one. Denver, they're not keeping Jared Stidham. They may draft a quarterback that you have to deal with. That's the kind of competition that Tua Tumbailoa is going to go up against when it turns to quarterbacks just in the AFC. If you're going to pay a guy $50 million, you can't pay him to be the complement to the running game. The running game's got to complement him. And we saw it again. Once you stop that running game, guess who gets stopped? That is Tua Tumbailoa. If you're going to commit $50 million, potentially, to Tua Tumbailoa once his rookie deal is over, Miami Dolphins, you might want to pay attention to Chris Canty, co-host on Sportsmanlike with him, Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman, Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. Why am I going to double down on you knowing that with the sample that you've given me, it's not going to be good enough to get our team to the championship rounds? It just doesn't make sense. I'm not saying that the Miami Dolphins need to get rid of Tua. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it would be foolish for the Miami Dolphins to pay him Today, it would be foolish for them to consider extending him this offseason. It goes back to this year in 2024 as a make or break season with Tua Tungabailoa because those numbers look fantastic. They look gaudy. They were wonderful. They were eye candy. A lot of those numbers came against the New York Jets or the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons, teams like that. When he had to go up against big boys, he didn't exactly light it up. Oh, I'm about to name him, Freddie. I'm about to go name him because the first time yours. you go played ahead. the Buffalo Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Or both time you played the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I need, I need you to outplay Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, when you go against the Philadelphia Eagles, I need you to outplay Jalen Hurts. When mm-hmm. you go against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I need you to outplay Patrick Mahomes and company. Twice. You, you can't lose to the Tennessee Titans on Monday night when you have a double-digit lead late in that ballgame. And then when you're going against Lamar Jackson, you can't get beat 56-19. So the proof is in the pudding, right? I need you to be a difference maker. I need you. And in today's football, you have to be, right? You have to be a dual threat guy. I love the accuracy. I love two in the pocket. I love how he gives his wide receivers an opportunity for yak yards after the catch. But when you're in danger at the quarterback position, you want to know what makes Josh Allen so special? The ability to be able to escape the pocket. We seen it on the key third down last night, right? Mm -hmm. When he's... Flush, flush right to the pocket, throws across his body to Stephon Diggs for a first down. How good is you that look throw? at a guy like Patrick Mahomes. When things aren't right, they make it right at times. That's what you need from the quarterback position if you're not only going to contend for a Super Bowl, but win a Super Bowl. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. She's one of our favorites. She's an SOS sister of the show. She is Marissa, Mississippi. She is a long, long-suffering Dolphins fan. Marissa, you and I had plenty of misery this weekend between your Dolphins and my Dallas Cowboys. Marissa, my sister, what you got to say? Oh, man. How much time do I have on the air? Because I got a lot to say, you guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I've just been waiting for you to talk about the Dolphins. How are you guys? We're good, my friend. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for asking. Of course. Of course. You know, man, I, I truly I truly thought this was our year. I thought it needed to be our year. I don't know that we are going to have this kind of roster. I mean, shoot, we're already $40 million over cap space. And I know 
you know, we can, you can move things around and finagle and make things work. But I mean, we're just, we're going to lose guys. I mean, that's inevitable. And you guys brought up so many great points. I mean, just in the fact of Tua, I mean, granted, his O-line not been consistent all year. I think mm-hmm. the only one roughly was Austin Jackson. And, you know, for the most part, you know, he has not had that protection. He's had to get the ball out fast. But my problem with Tua is just his reads. When he is under pressure, he is not good at reading the field. And I feel like he's like, okay, this is my guy. This is the receiver I'm going to. It doesn't matter if he's double covered. I'm going to throw it in there and go on a miracle and a prayer. And half the time, it leads to an interception. Um, and mobility. I mean, I hate to say it, but I was watching Josh Allen last night and I posted on X like, man, I wish I had a quarterback who could run like that. Now, granted, I know Josh Allen's are few and far between, but like if the goal is to keep to a healthy, but that means keeping him on a leash and he doesn't get to be mobile at all. That is a problem. The most he ran for us this season was against KC in the playoff. He picked 10 yards up for a first down. Like, that is not, like, and people hate on me, and they're like, oh, you would have never made it in the Dan Marino era. And I'm like, listen, Tua is not Dan Marino, first of all. Second of all, like, times have changed. Times have changed. And, you know, as far as Mike McDaniel is concerned, I mean, We'll see. It's his second year. I'm not throwing him or Tua, like, baby out with the bathwater. Like, we'll see what happens. But Mike McDaniel, I mean, we ran 14 run plays in that cold weather against the Chiefs. I mean, every time we do well, he abandons the run. A-chan, a couple games ago, had 90 yards of first quarter. He got the ball twice the rest of the game. Like, and he talks about it in every press conference. Yeah, man, I should have ran the ball. I should have ran the ball. But then he doesn't do it. It's like this is the definition of insanity. Um, and they're just, they're, just so, they're just so much to talk about. I mean, Cam Smith and um, Nick Needham not getting any play time, but Ethan Bonner goes right in there with Vic Fangio. I mean, y'all, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. I mean, we are who everyone thought we were. And it's just exhausting. And now with the Lions win, we're, we're the team who's the – it's been 23. I mean, I was 13 years old the last time we had a playoff win. I was wearing <laughs> butterfly clips, clips in my hair and listening to NSYNC. Like, this is bad. <laughs> I, was, I would say this. When it, when it comes to Tua, um, the mobility is a thing for me as well because mm-hmm. when I'm looking at a guy like Jordan Love this weekend mm-hmm. and he's throwing passes off one leg like we see dirt in the whiskey shoot damn fadeaway jump shots, it's unbelievable. When I see C.J. Stroud and he's scrambling around and he's able mm-hmm. to make every throw on the football field right. because he can also utilize his legs and get away from pressure, that means something. Even with Dak Prescott, when Dak started utilizing his legs more, we've seen that as another component within the Cowboys offense. When you see Josh Allen do it, you're mesmerized. When you see Patrick Mahomes do it, you're mesmerized. But when you look at the Miami Dolphins, when the first read isn't there or you play against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs in which they're going to get up in your face and pressure across the board Mm -hmm. and make things difficult to throw off your timing, are you able, number one, to extend plays and are you able to get to secondary guys without without the mistakes? Right. You know who they they need Tua to be like in 2024? Brock Purdy to San Francisco 49ers. Mm. They need to it to be same like offensive that. system too. Same offensive system. And how many times have we seen Brock Purdy get thrown off his spot and as the season went along was able to make plays out the pocket? 
or make plays mm-hmm. with his legs or find his second and third receivers. Marissa was spot on. You take away Tua's first read, those quick reads, those quick slants, those quick outs, those deep passes, and he has trouble. And that trouble manifests itself. Yeah, the offensive line problems are going to be there. But if you're going to get $50 million a year, you have to find a way to overcome that. And if you're Mike McDaniel, the head coach, you can't hide this kid any longer. If you believe nope. that guy's your quarterback, you can only hide him so much. At $50 million per, you got to be the dude. Not looking at others being the dude on the other side. Hope your running backs are dudes as well to help you out as a quarterback. That can't be that way any longer. And maybe Tua told that truth by what happened Saturday night when he lost to Kansas City, and he looked like that. Keep weighing in on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at HDouglas83. And don't forget the phone number as well, at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. And Harry Douglas, five minutes ago, mentioned C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. Boy, he put it on the Cleveland Browns. But who was more impressive this weekend? Was it Stroud Saturday or Love Sunday in Dallas with Jordan of the Packers? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. There are plenty of Packers fans and Texans fans crying about their young quarterbacks. Not no more. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, two of the Butterscotch brothers, C.J. Stroud on one side of the Houston Texans and Jordan Love on the other side of the Green Bay Packers, both impressive against terrific defenses, and they made them look like Pop Warner football teams when it comes to the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. What impressed you the most, Harry, about what Jordan Love did to the Cowboys and what C.J. Stroud did to the Cleveland Browns? And I'll go. I'll start with Jordan Love. It's the ability to throw off any kind of platform, right? We've seen the one-legged throws and be accurate. The to be able to have control at the line of scrimmage. That touchdown pass to Dontavian Wicks. He actually baited the Dallas Cowboys defense to show their hand and what coverage that they're about to play and actually got into a solid play that he wanted, brought the guy in motion, changed the leverage of the corner gardener receiver outside and was able to make an accurate throw. Right. But it's the athleticism, throwing from different platforms, control of the line of scrimmage, and how damn comfortable he looks doing it, man. The young man is is, is playing at a high level right now and – the future is looking bright in Green Bay. They just have a knack for, you know, understanding quarterbacks and what they want of those guys and allowing them to learn behind veterans right. and picking up things. Now, when you look at C.J. Stroud, he went against the number one defense in football. So uh, the ability to beat the blitz, the ball placement, the the accuracy, and being able to make plays when they presented themselves, and also the biggest game of his young career, the the, the moment not being too big for him right. and him thriving. And I've seen that, Freddie, you know, C.J. Strauss last year in college football mm-hmm. where he's going against uh, Notre Dame and they play cover zero and he hits them for a touchdown and made them pay. I've seen it against the Georgia Bulldogs in which who had pro on top of pros on their defense and light them up. So this is nothing new for me when it comes to C.J. Stroud. He's just doing, on the big, doing it on the biggest stage now. Right. But to be able to be in that environment, I understand he was at home, but against the number one defense that was first in total yards allowed – that was first in third down defense and also first in pass defense to carve him up left and right. Um, uh, the way he did was phenomenal for me to be able to witness and see. Both of those quarterbacks looked at those two top flight defenses and said, so what? When yep. it came to Jordan Love against Dallas and C.J. Stroud versus the Cleveland Browns. And even Jordan Love talked about the doubts that people had about him and his team. 
and even about him as a quarterback? Uh, I think it's just noise on the outside. I think that's what everybody looks at it in the locker room, just outside noise. We're not worried about it. You know, we keep coming out here and showing what we're about. So that's all we're going to do. Jordan, you, you've tried to hide a couple smiles up there right now, it, it seems. Does this feel good after the last three years to, to be able to show people that you can do this, that you belong here on this stage? Oh, yeah. It feels great. Like you said, I'm trying to hide some smiles. It's a party in the locker room right now, but, uh, you know, it, it feels great. Um, it's it's kind of hard to split hairs between who was more impressive, but here's why I'll say Jordan Love a little bit. It goes back to something you said. I've seen this from C.J. Stroud. Against Georgia, they were a missed field goal away from beating that team that wound up winning a national championship. He was not phased by a bunch of those guys that were on National League rosters the next couple of years after that game. I, at least I've seen that from C.J. Stroud not being overwhelmed by the moment. But even Jordan Love was being questioned by his own team, by his own organization. Midway through the year, and they asked about his future. Well, we hope that he's going to be the quarterback here. We really don't know. And I'm thinking, Really? This is the guy you drafted to take the place of Aaron Rodgers, and that's how you're trying to do him? Ever since then, 21 touchdown passes and one interception. Since for God's forsaken reason, they tried some kind of you know Sigmund Freud nonsense to get him motivated to be a better quarterback when they were still growing together as a young football team, whether it comes to wide receivers, the offensive line, and the quarterback. And the fact that he went out there, and like you mentioned, it didn't matter what platform he was, he was Dirk Nowitzki in Dallas and Dirk Nowitzki's hometown in Dallas. <laughs> like you mentioned, those one-legged fadeaways. Hey, you got it. You got it. See, there Absolutely. you go, Freddie. There you go. It didn't matter what they were doing. <laughs> he was cooking the Cowboys. And just like Stroud was able to cook the Cleveland Browns the day before. And speaking of Dallas Cowboys here on Freddie and Harry, with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, what are you going to do now about your head coach? Are you going to keep him or not? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.